Hey, Justin. Hey, Adros. Adros, right? It is me. It is me. It's been a second. What? What? Uh, like all things in in the COVID void, you know, there's no like actual events. There's just kind of like a, a, a stream of things that happen, and then I blink, and then all of a sudden we're doing another end of the year episode. But there's this huge gap of time uh, where we did nothing uh, here on our podcast. Well, I think when we did, we just got caught in one of those time warps. And uh, <laughs> it is funny. I mean, I remember releasing the, the last episode thinking we were back. I think we even said we were back. Uh, but we weren't back because now it's six months later, seven months later. I don't even know how long it's been. And we are finally, finally getting back onto the track of the marketing geeks. And I don't know if we're on the track, but at least we're on this one-off a one-off bonus special year-end episode thing of a bob uh, where we're going to be hitting on all kinds of uh, different topics today. And, and you know, I'm, I'm excited to be back. It feels good. It's good to, it's good to connect with you, buddy, pal, guy, friend. Yeah, man. Uh, it's been, this was like our main mode of like talking to one another is doing this podcast. Uh, and, and uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, what, what happened behind the scenes is we were getting inundated with uh, some really great guests, but, there was also this kind of low-level feeling that you and I had covered pretty much everything. Yeah, there was a lot of that um, get caught in those loops, get caught in those loops yeah. of repetition. Like we, we had a lot of the same people coming on, the same topics. There were a lot of requests for the same kind of guests coming on. And at the same time, I was working with a client that was uh, taking up a lot of my time, and I was committing a lot of energy to it. And once I, I finished up with that client, I was super, super burned out. Yeah. And I had to take some time to myself to uh, reacclimate to the world outside of business. So I, I did need, I did need a moment there. Um, so there is something, I mean, there, there is truth to this thing of burnout where, <laughs> yeah, man, that was, that was like, it took me a while to really feel like motivated to want to kind of get back into doing like hardcore work and like hardcore hustle, whatever, all that stuff. Yeah. The, the hustle is, uh, it, it, it can really, uh, wear on you. And I, 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 I was also working on my novel, which, uh, is, is nearing completion, which I'm very, very happy about. It's actually coming out quite good. Tentatively for 2042, I believe, right? 2042, maybe 2043. And then, um, <laughs> You know, we'll see. That's my target date. I'm gonna race you. I'm gonna race you. I haven't started mine, but I'm gonna race you so you can get I, the novel out first. I love being a writer. It's just uh, all that paperwork. I really can't stand. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do so, one of those. Like I, I remember watching like the Capote movie. You gotta go like rent out a beach house and like lock yourself in that thing for a month or two, and then and then you come out and you got a novel. That's how it works. Yeah, I, or I can uh, I can do like Jack Kerouac and uh, just. Uh, come in with a giant jar of speed and uh and jazz listen to jazz and take speed and finish the book in two weeks i assumed you had already tried that because that was the obvious answer so i was trying to reach for some you know far-reaching things but that yeah you haven't tried that yet <laughs> no <laughs> no i uh you know I, I appreciate my heart beating far too much so so uh we have decided though that it is at least uh, uh we should at least get together and talk about the best things that we experienced all year because it's been another really strange year again. <laughs> yeah. It's been weird. Yeah. Yeah. Just keeps getting weirder. I'm in a, I'm in a perpetual David Lynch film 
You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how to process this sometimes. Like it, it has its moments and then it has yeah. like, it's like, it goes, then it goes a little too crazy at times. You know, those David Lynch movies. Yeah. Yeah. Per, precisely. I have a midget talking backwards in my living room. It's, <laughs> it's uh, actually, it's my son. Sorry. I, I'm trying to remember. What was it in Inland Empire? Wasn't there like, there was like, um, was it, I forget what, what were they dressed as in Inland Empire? Some of the characters, like they had bunnies. Like weird, bunnies. Yeah. There was a you know, weird bunny. Are bunnies talking to you? Yeah. Or Donnie Darko even bunnies. Bunnies. Yeah. That's when you know things go crazy is when the bunnies show up. When, when you start talking to giant rabbits and uh, I'm close to it, man. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, Otto Sturgeon here. Justin Womack. We are the Marketing Geeks. Marketing Geeks. Okay, so uh, welcome, boys and girls, uh, ladies and germs. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all genders, welcome. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> No matter no matter what you want to call yourself, uh, I I you can call me. Uh, I I prefer to be called uh, Captain Donkey Penis. So you can call me that if you want. You got it. You got it, Cap. Cap. Uh. So anyway, uh, tell me, sir, what uh, what have you been up to, and what uh, give give let's start by giving me an overview. Uh, do you have like a list of your favorite, absolute favorite things of the year? Like what what have you been up to? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, me. so my, I'll tell you this, my like focus, which I think was going to carry over into 2022 is crypto. Crypto is the big thing that I've been like focusing my time and energy on. Very bullish on crypto long term. I'm really interested in uh, the creator economy, Web3, all these different uh, different concepts i don't know if um this is this is something called uh this is actually what my my client that i was working with earlier this year got on this uh back in like maybe april ish mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a coin called rally.io or token and it's this it's this whole creator economy where um people are it's kind of like um what's the uh what's the thing where you're, where you're fundraising for your like podcast uh patreon mm-hmm. it's kind of like patreon but with cryptocurrency and you can create your own like creator coin. And it's it's really interesting. And I at first I thought it was kind of like, whatever, why would you do this? But then I started kind of like playing with it, investing in a few of these different creators, and people are like gating their content behind people that own so many coins and hold so many coins. They're uh they're using it in ways where you get rewards. So the longer you hold the coin, you're earning back like you earn back rally is the reward token. And you're this it's it's really interesting. And I'm finding that this I think. I think there's going to be a lot more implementation and a lot more um, adoption of crypto in the creator space, uh, especially coming next year, 2023, 2022, 2023 uh, is going to be really, really big. So that's that's something I'm, I want to be following closely this year. And then there's just I got into the world of DeFi, I discovered DeFi, which is crypto, but with like staking and farming and uh, and ways of creating passive income because my investments suck. But mm-hmm. but. If I can generate enough um, return on the uh, on the yields, <laughs> on the percentage yields back, I can offset some of those losses. And so, even though I picked the worst tokens, some of them wow. let it go long enough. I can I can at least. Get but it's not enough. gambling. It's not that the, the thing that you just. Oh, said. it's much worse than gambling. Gambling's regulated. <laughs> much worse. <laughs> well, uh, tell me. You need to tell me exactly uh, what you are investing in. So I can avoid it <laughs> because your, your ability to choose uh, the, uh, the things that will definitely tank is uncanny. I, I, yeah, I, I, think, I, I think I still probably am, but I'm, I'm, going, I'm going long on a few of these. I mean, I, I really like um, a lot of these Binance chain 
tokens, which I don't know if that means anything to you or anyone listening, but uh, things like PancakeSwap. Um, I'm looking at this thing, Mars Ecosystem. Mars Ecosystem, for instance, Andros, has gone from, it was at $1.50 like a month ago, and it's at 30 uh-huh. cents now. I think, or actually, I think it's down to 18 cents. Ooh. So, I mean, you know, that was a, that was a smart one right there. Taking yeah, and you invested like five bucks. Would you, <laughs> <invest>? Everything, everything, <laughs> you know, the house, you know, the mortgage. The kid, <laughs> yeah. The kid. Someone, someone's going to come um, and, and repossess your child. No, I still, but I still, I still like the token, and I think, um, I think because it has like a huge yields, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, and then, like, I like, I really like Avalanche, and I like a lot of these gaming tokens. So I'm looking at a lot of these uh, crypto gaming uh, ones. But uh, Avalanche is interesting to me. Engine Coin, um, Solana, those are the those are the more like safe picks. And then there's some of these like uh, ones that are handling what what they call not i think they're what they call them now they're not icos but they're like initial coin offerings but there is a different uh term that are just like you invest in this to gala games for instance you invest in that token and then you have first access to all these games that get released you can buy at like the intro rates things like that so there's there's a lot of interesting things happening this gets jargony um but i'm very very bullish and excited and i think Maybe I can make crypto work in 2022. Probably not, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be trying. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be trying. And I know. I mean, I'll tell you, I, I understand it at it like exponentially more than I did a year ago. Well, that well, that's good news uh, because you didn't hardly understood it at all then. Uh, yeah, I probably so. still don't, but still, it's exponential. You know, when you don't understand but, much, you know, you bring up something really interesting because uh, you know we're about to launch into all the the content that we really love this year. Obviously, the content that you loved was uh, crypto, but but uh, as I'm nearing the completion of my book, you know, I'm going to turn it into a, a like an audio drama of some sort. So I know that I can make money from the audio book version of it. I can make money from the book version of it but the idea of selling nfts for both of those things or for other content yeah. it's really exciting uh in a way because it's like you can really just sell digital content for to your super fans yeah. and nfts so nfts are non-fungible tokens which probably means nothing also to most people but it's uh nfts are like they're basically if, if you ever did like trading cards or something like that it's like a certificate of authenticity i think that's the best way i can describe them it's a way it's like a digital record of ownership of, of of something but you can but with musicians with book writers authors i think they could be complete complete game changers um because it's a way that you can publish a book or publish your music and get paid per download essentially without an agent without somebody taking yeah. massive cuts of your money and and i don't think the tech is quite um, refined yet for for this kind of like for music and for authors, but it's close and it's it's coming. And I think over time, this is definitely the way of the future that you're going to be seeing. Uh, it, they're going to disrupt iTunes. I mean, this is yeah. this they're going to disrupt Spotify. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, or less, or Spotify is going to be buying these companies and implementing the tech, those kind of things. So it, it's 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 going to be interesting to watch. I don't, I, I it's tough to predict, but I, I think NFTs are the future for creators. Yeah, totally. So uh, I know nothing about it. Uh, so hopefully, you know, I can educate myself. I mean, I know I can educate myself. It's just I, I have a long just, way to go to rabbit hole of rabbit holes. It's one of these things where it's kind of like, I know I could take time to do it. But I really like some of just learning all of that thing. I'd rather learn I'd, like I'm still <laughs> learning Dutch. You know, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there you go. Uh, well, what about the metaverse? So, Let's just talk about the the buzzword, the metaverse, which again oh. is kind of I tie that to like crypto gaming, 
there's there's uh you know it, it's basically like you're taking a what are they called the uh, mul- massive multiplayer online yeah. MMO whatever. Well, you got to understand that the metaverse is a concept that that actually has been around for quite some time. Uh, Facebook did not invent this, uh, uh-huh. and it's it's the idea of yeah this this virtual world. But if if so so there's actually several competing metaverses uh, out there. Uh, Zuckerberg thinks that he's going to own it. But uh, I have to tell you that that if 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 the metaverse has Mark Zuckerberg's fingerprints on it, I definitely <laughs> will have nothing to do with it. Like I can't. I, I like if I died and went to hell, it would look exactly <laughs> like the metaverse, and there would even be like a metaverse. Did you see the metaverse Zuckerberg show up? And he actually looks more human than than Mark Zuckerberg himself. Which <laughs> I, I think he is, wouldn't look more human. He would be the same Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, He'd still be an I, Android robot alien. It's you know look, the the whole online the scope of online everything is changing. I mean, if if one thing has has taught me anything this year, uh, there was there, there was like twenty twenty, which was oh uh, we can't rely on anything to like save us. You know, there's no structures that can really help us out. And twenty twenty one not only confirmed that, but was just kind of like. Uh, yeah, that car that you're strapped into uh, that's running over the cliff, we're going to set it on fire and uh, <laughs> play uh, play Kenny G uh, on the mm. worst speakers imaginable while we're on loop driving for you. the rest of your life yeah, while we're driving you over the cliff. But <laughs> but uh, I, I did I did get a lot of pleasure. I I read more books this year than I think I ever did. I think I read like 80 books. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so, so, uh, among those, I'll just go over some highlights. I, I, uh, Margaret Atwood, who wrote, uh, the, uh, the Handmaid's Tale, she Mm. wrote, uh, a series of books, uh, called the Mad Adam trilogy. And the first one was, uh, Arx and Crake, which was really good. Uh, it was basically in the future, everything completely collapsed and, uh, uh, the only things that were kind of keeping society going were businesses that were now on these compounds. So if you worked for Apple, you actually lived in the, the highly secure <laughs> Apple complex. I thought that idea was like really funny. Uh, but you know uh, what Nike does? You no, know, they call it the highly secure Nike complex. So they call yeah, it but the people workers. don't live there. But I just like the <laughs> idea of like basically you, the business you work for, not only do they give you insurance, but they give you private security. And, I was talking about the know, sweatshops. The sweatshops, I think yeah. they do live there. Yeah, pretty much, uh, pretty much. But but I I read a bunch of uh, kind of dystopian uh, end of the world type books. So the Mad Adam trilogy was uh, one of them by Margaret Atwood. Highly recommend it. Uh, another one that I really loved was uh, the uh, Book of Coley, which was mm. fantastic. It takes place uh, like a thousand years in the future after society has completely collapsed. And there's all this, uh, there was a dangerous war. Nobody knows that much about it because all digital, uh, media and information was lost. And so people would find these weapons. And if you can wield the weapon, you became like, uh, kind of higher up in the society. But, uh, it, 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 so, so that was a really great series of books. The books of Coley were, uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, I loved uh, Ministry of the Future by uh, Kim Stanley Robinson, which was a basically a book about how to fix the world. Uh, overall, the the book itself, plot wise, isn't that great, but the I loved uh, I, I loved a lot of it, uh, and some of the ideas in there were great. But my my absolute favorite books of the year 
Clara and the Sun by uh, Kaozu uh, Ichikuru, who is a Japanese writer about an AI that befriends a little girl. And in the future, they have these AI dolls instead of like companions or like companion dolls. Oh, what kind of dolls? And, uh, like they, they're just, they're <laughs> companions. They're just like- Are they more than like, friends? Are they more than friend uh, dolls? Uh, for the little kids, no, it was a little, <laughs> okay. a little more innocent than that. But, uh, but the story's told from, from the AI's point of view and it's, uh, uh, it was really, really wonderful. Uh, I read a, uh, one of my favorite books of the year was Project Hail Mary by, uh, the guy who wrote The Martian. And, mm. uh, I, I, that is a book that I cannot recommend enough. It was so much fun. They're definitely going to make a movie out of it. They have what's to. The, what's the concept? What's like the general premise? So the sun is going out, right? It's, uh, there's something up with the sun. They don't know why, but they, yeah. they find out that, uh, there is a, a, uh, a, a solar system where there's these suns around this one particular sun that is also going dim, but this one sun is not. So they send a ship out to find out exactly why. And it's the scientist with three other companions. And when he gets there, uh, something happened and his companions are all dead and he's the only one left alive. And when he gets there, he notices that there's another ship there from, mm. that is not from Earth. And so uh, he and the other person on this ship Matt uh, Damon. is, this, is, is uh, Matt Damon is an alien. Uh, it's like this spidery <laughs> alien, but they start communicating and they have to learn each other's language. And they, it turns out they're both there for the same thing to save their planets. And so they they form this unlikely bond where they're trying to solve this uh, problem with heavy science. And it's it, it was so good. It was absolutely so, so good. Um, the, the other book that I loved was, uh, this came out, I think, last year or the year before, but I liked it anyway. Isabel Wilkerson wrote this book on ca uh, called Cast. And Cast is made me rethink the whole uh, conversation around racism, that the, the conversation about racism isn't really about racism. It's about a caste system. And she basically shows the different caste systems that existed uh, in modern history, including the one in India, uh, the one in uh, South Africa, the one in Nazi Germany, and the one in the United States, and how she broke it down. It's very, very eye-opening. Um, and then uh, Stephen King came out with a book called Billy Summers, which is about really? a yeah, it's great, and it's not a horror book. It's a uh, it's a book about uh, a, a hitman. So uh, that was uh, that was really good. And then yeah. the other book that left an impression on me was uh, one called The Divine Spark, The Divine Spark by Grant Hancock, and it's actually a series of essays about uh, psychedelics. And uh, it could be good. A, it could be interesting. It, it, it was great. Um, anyway, there, there, it's a ton of other books, but those were the ones that really stood out. But if you, if I had to choose one favorite book, I would definitely say Project Hail Mary. Uh, yeah. And uh, that that's that funny. Um, I have a friend of mine that told, read the Project Hail Mary too, and he was telling me it was awesome. Um, oh, it's, but yeah, you have to cast Matt Damon though. I mean, you got to bring him back from The Martian. You could basically just use reuse the characters and pretend like you know you get the Hollywood producers to claim it's the same guy, and then yeah. you could even use that same line like we have to science the shit out of this for the sun. Pretty, pretty much, pretty much. I think if I remember correctly, they actually hired Ryan Gosling to uh, to be in the, the Martian. 
No, for no, this. For the project, yeah, oh, they've already, they've already sold the right. Of course they have. It's probably already. Yeah. Filming. Oh my God. You read this book and you're <laughs> yeah. just like, by the end of it, you're like, this is a movie. You, it's, there's, there's no doubt. Um, but, uh, but anyway, if you, yeah, if you get a chance to read that, I highly recommend that. So, uh, anyway, so what about you, man? What, what do you, uh, before we move on to other types of media, is there anything that you, that sticks out to you? Well, for, well, for books, I mean, I think I bought a lot of books this year on audible and I got excited. I was going to read all these business books and I just didn't, didn't come to fruition. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I was in the, uh, I was hoarding digital books this year. But not reading them, which is you know that's a bad pattern to get into. Yeah. I got I got to break that that hoarding digital books pattern. You know, look, you could you could be hoarding cats, out. man. You could be that's like, true. It could be know. worse. Could yeah. be hoarding cats. I only got two. I've I've kept myself to two cats. Yeah, I haven't had any, haven't had any new ones yet. Uh, but yeah, movies. We can want to get into movies here. Talk about like yeah, topic. Like so, last what, night actually I saw uh, uh, Encanto, which is the new Disney. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gorgeous. Uh -huh. It's gorgeous. And here, here's the thing though. That's, that's really interesting. So, uh, you know, the, the, the movies are done. I mean, Spider-Man, yeah, it, it crushed it at the theater, but, but the movies are over. It's not gonna, I'm so sad about that too, because I'm a huge fan of the movies. And you look, you look at a movie like Encanto, which has music by Lin-Manuel Manuel mm -hmm. Miranda, who did, uh, Hamilton, uh, oh, wow. And the the music to Moana, very very talented. He did the music for this. The movie is gorgeous. But this, you know, this was a movie that Disney would have released in the theaters, and it would have been exclusive. And they just released it to streaming, and that's it. That's you know everything's going to be streaming for them from now on. Uh, that's where they're putting all their focus. And I I I I think with the disappointing box office returns and the fact that people are just not comfortable sitting in a room full of strangers who don't know how to behave. I think, you know, with 4k TVs, like we have a 4k TV now and this, you know, it's not that big. It's only like 47 inches, but the thing is magnificent looking, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, I think, it's, uh, well, I, I've been following this a little bit here. So Spider-Man puts a little bit of a wrinkle in the, in the death of theaters. It's going to delay it at least. And, and we still do have avatar too. And who knows what James Cameron could pull out of the hat. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Um, but the like Spider-Man, yeah, okay. So it made two hundred million dollars opening weekend, which is roughly pre. I mean, that's pre-pandemic success right there. Mm -hmm. And it doubled the highest-grossing movie of twenty twenty-one by its second week, which was Black Widow was the was the number one until Spider-Man came out, which is another Marvel movie. Um, so with with that success, I, I just think that what you're going to see is you're going to see consolidation. I mean, I think a lot of these movies have no business being released in the theaters anymore. If they're not, uh, unless they're like these big budget blockbusters, like they're, I think they're going to be going straight to streaming and yeah. you're going to be seeing. And I think I kind of, I think I might've talked about this last year even, but I, I really think you're going to see consolidation where with bigger IMAX screens or more IMAX screens, more um, maybe even like some extra luxury with like uh, air filtering, air filtration and things like that to protect the, the guests to make them feel more comfortable further, maybe further spreading out the seats. Uh, I don't know exactly, but uh, I mean, I, I do think they're just going to go premium pricing experiential for the movie theaters and then everything else goes to streaming. And I think that's where we're going with all that. Yeah. Um, well, my although prediction, I, I, I think that's just not quite there because of Spider-Man success. Yeah. And I, I, my prediction for last year, I, I think I predicted this and I still hold true to this is that eventually, uh, I could see Amazon or Disney buying a movie theater chain mm -hmm. and basically your subscription for like two euro or $2 more a month will, uh, include a trip to the 
to the theater like four trips per month. And yeah, uh, and that makes that makes a lot of sense. And Amazon flirted with the idea, I believe, of buying um, AMC, AMC right? earlier before yeah. before the giant uh, <laughs> before the uh, the the well, meme stock, the uh, the meme stock uh, explosion yeah. of 2021, which we can briefly we talked about that I think in this year on the podcast, where I actually made money on one of those GameStop. I made a bunch of money. I owned a ton of AMC, but I sold it before, of course, the big spike on that one. And uh, <laughs> of course, you did. I, I could have made a lot of more money on AMC um, and and Dogecoin too. I mean, it, I look back and it was in 2020. At one point, I think I put in uh, 200. I had put in. No, it was $20 of Doge, and if had I held it through like the spike of this year, which was like in April or May, it would have been worth 80 grand or something like that. And it was oh, like man. off of like 20 bucks. Uh, but instead, I sold it and made like $5 or $10. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, my, my, my favorite, uh, you know, it's interesting because my favorite movies of the year, I, I, you know, even as we speak, uh, I think I went to the movie theaters once to see Bond, and, you know, and Bond was mm. like, you know, and and I ended up going again. The, the theaters are trying to gimmick people into the into the theaters, so they have a thing here called uh, 4DX, and 4DX is is basically like you get in the seats and they move, they like mm-hmm. bounce around like a ride, which which in actuality it, it was like watching James Bond and having someone behind my seat just kicking, <laughs> kicking <it> you <laughs> for like two and a half hours they have that uh, here too they have they don't have it at my local one but they i think at um in thousand oaks near where i live they have a theater that has they call it d-box and they call it but um yeah. moving seats and i saw one of the jurassic park movies with it and i felt the exact same way you feel like it it, it sounds like a great idea in theory and then you go to it and it's like this is annoying really yeah it, it was definitely headache inducing so uh no thank you but uh but but i did go see bond but most of the movies that i saw uh were uh, we're streaming and the top movie. What'd you think of bond real quick? Cause I saw bond, you know, my, my overall thought on James Bond has a lot to do with, with more the matter of like, I'm not sure where this character fits anymore because mm-hmm. when this character came out, it was in the height of the cold war. Men, you know, were considered manly if they slapped women around and, you know, did their thing and beat guys up. Uh, you know, it was the toughest guy in the room and the, the, the sensibilities uh, if you will, woke Hollywood, which I, I don't even like. I mean, it's, it, I think that there are people who are ready to not see the same things that they've been seeing and they want more inclusion in their movies. And some people don't care for that. I think killing James Bond off, uh, sorry, spoiler, hey, whoa, here, whoa, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. Well, whatever. He might uh, not be dead. He's probably alive. Yeah. You know, look, I, I think that the character needed to die, <laughs> needs to die. Uh, I think that it's, it's part of a, an old paradigm of, you know, what can they really do with this character now? I mean, my guess is when they bring him back, he's it's going to be like they're going to show him in 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 his little academy and getting trained yep. and going on his very first mission. They showed Bond going on his first mission in Casino Royale. Uh, but I, I feel that this character is past its prime. I'm I'm not, you know, it, it it's 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 a from a different era. And the other thing is that what kind of bad guys can you have anymore? Because the thing is, is that no matter what you do, you can't piss off China. So, so uh, they're making movies for China, which means that that the bad guy, like the last bad guy, was you know this kind of nondescript cardboard cutout uh, character who uh, he was like he was Italian. Sick. 
he was, yeah, a, he was like a little bit sick looking and Italian. Yeah, and and and, and he I'm was like an sure Italian terrorist really, from didn't really yeah, have a goal. Like, <laughs> yeah, there was there was nothing. There was nothing, and and so I, I feel like they're trying to spruce up this corpse with the James Bond well, franchise. I think the, uh, the the classic example of that though is is I mean I want I do want to talk about Bond for a second, but Top Gun where they they had to. I don't know if they, if they, I forget if they digitally removed it or if they removed, I think yeah, they digitally removed the flag of Taiwan from Maverick's jacket to appease yeah. China. That's um, right. So that, that, and they still haven't even released that movie, which is interesting. That movie was supposed it, to come out in 2020. And that's becoming <laughs> a big problem because China, the Chinese audience are turning out to be very fickle and the Chinese government, if there's like one thing uh, wrong yeah. with the movie, then then uh, they're not going to release it. Do you remember when uh, John Cessna was uh, doing his his uh, uh, publicity tour for uh, for the uh, Suicide Squad, and he accidentally said something about the movie releasing in the country of Taiwan, and uh, a few days later there was a, a video of him mm. speaking in fluent Chinese, which I thought was weird. Uh, John Cena, yeah, yeah, John Cena, yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, what did I say? Cessna. Oh God, no, John uh, Cena, yeah, the wrestling yeah. guy, yeah. And 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 the video, it, it not only is he speaking Chinese, but it looks like there's someone with a shotgun just off screen, like holding it yeah. to his head. He was like begging, uh, and he looks like he's like begging, like "Please forgive me." <laughs> yeah, and and they ended up not really putting that movie out anyway. So, I, I feel like like that also is kind of ruining film in in a certain way. And I feel yeah, like the you definitely have to count out to China to yeah. China's whims. Now, China for two years in a row has been has topped U.S. box office. I mean, that's that's the first yeah. that's ever happened. So that exactly. that makes that kind of makes sense in that regard. People are looking at the the almighty dollar. But I do want to talk about Bond because I agree with you that the Bond character, there's like nowhere else to take the Bond character. The only thing you can do is you could take him back to training camp or whatever, agent camp, and which I think is I think it's already been done for the most part. And I think it's a bad idea. You could change the gender, you could change the race. Um, and that I don't think there's anywhere to take that story. Like I think Bond yeah. needs a big break, or uh and I don't think you I don't think you reimagine him. I think you just write new material. I think I think he's done. Like, I think you should just retire the character. There are times yeah. when you can, you've made 25, 26 films, or however many it's been. I mean, you can retire a character. Um, I don't know where else to take him except to just, unless you just want to just keep rehashing the same stuff and, you know, printing money. But I, <laughs> the but that money printer is, you know, that, that returns are dropping every movie, it seems like. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, ultimately the stories are not compelling. So, uh, and it, it comes back to, to to story. Although the movies, there there was a couple of movies that I that I saw. Uh, Did you see Suicide that, Squad? What do you think of Suicide Squad? Real, real quick, I, I, I didn't I, see it. It it's okay. it, You know, I some of these things I feel like they're almost like a like I know I would have kind of enjoyed it, but I, I saw like the first fifteen minutes of it, and I was kind of like, eh, like it didn't it didn't grab me, and so uh, I just. Eh, I was just kind of like, man, and and I, I've been doing that enough lately with pretty much everything, including uh, looking at the state of the world. Yeah, you know, so well, I, I, I I did really enjoy um, in Suicide Squad when they get to King Shark and you have Stallone voicing King Shark. It was it was pretty funny. He, he's yeah. Uh, there's one scene where he's looking at a bunch of fish and he's like, friend, dumb friends. <laughs> and that that was my favorite part of the movie right there. Well, there you go. Dumb you friends. Me. Two hours of my time, uh, but, but the, the, a couple of movies did stick out. So I mentioned in uh, Encanto, which I, I uh, really liked. Um, I I liked I liked uh, Harder They Fall in the sense of like I understand what they were trying to do, and there were the moments that were 
glorious, were absolutely glorious, but there were some things in that movie. It's basically a black exploitation spaghetti western, two genres that I love. I love black exploitation mm-hmm. films. I love spaghetti westerns. Kind of like, a, like uh, a, trying to kind of replicate like a Django Unchained kind of thing. Yeah, sort of in that vein. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh, the performances were great. Regina King and uh, uh, Earlobe El- Elbow uh, were in it. Right. Idris Idris Elba. <laughs> Earlobe. Um, <laughs> I, I had not. I not even heard of, when did this movie. What? Uh, where it's was on this Netflix? Released? It's on, on Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Seen yeah, it. it's 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 fun. It's a fun movie, but but the but some of the character motivations, like that script needed another polish because there were some character motivations in there that were like, why are you doing that? It's uh it makes no sense. But but there were there were things in there that were uh absolutely fantastic. Um uh, but uh but not not like not like oh my god, that's one of the best things that I've seen. Green Knight was probably one of the better movies I've seen all year. Don't know uh, that one either. Who was in which, that? Tell uh, me about it. That was uh, that was a movie. Uh, uh, Green Knight had um, the uh, oh, what's his name in it. Basically, it's 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 a story of the uh, the King Arthur's knight, known as the Green Knight, and the Green Knight uh, was uh, challenged by this uh, this knight that showed up one night and uh, uh, challenges the king and the knights of the round table. Uh, David Laurie was the, uh, was the director. And uh, he also wrote a ghost story and um, yeah, uh, yeah, a few other uh, upstream color, which was a very strange movie, but that was really upstream color is very odd. And the ghost story is pretty weird too. And I remember one of my, one of my friend's parents, uh, they watched the ghost, uh, a ghost story and they're like, this was the worst movie we've ever seen. Now I didn't feel the same way. I actually kind of enjoyed it, but it, it could see how it, it's a, it's weird. It's not for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, so I, I, but, but so it's in that vein, it's a, it's, it's more mood than anything else. Uh, but beautifully shot, beautifully done. But, but most of the things that I, I really enjoyed these year, this year, as far as like movies go, uh, were TV shows on uh, streaming. And, and that was the other reason that I feel that movies are, kind of going the way of the dodo because I, I being able to curl up with a great show and watch like a story really unfold um that you know that's pretty good well and i don't i don't feel like i need to see things necessarily on the big screen also because for me i'm these days i'm not as into like like i like action movies i like big temple action movies but i don't really care to, if i see it on the big screen or the small screen because i'm more into mm-hmm. like the story behind the action that I am into the actual action. So I could go either way. Um, I mean, I'll still go to a movie theater to go see, I saw Spider-Man in the theater. Um, I contributed to that $200 million capitalist explosion. <laughs> um, and and I, I quite enjoyed, Spider-Man was uh, quite a crowd pleaser, met expectations. They did a really good job with it. Uh, you know, it wasn't the best movie ever made, but it was, it was quite good. Yeah. Um, a couple, so I was going to go through a couple of these other ones that like Black Widow, I don't know if you saw that or not, like by the numbers, I, I, the I most did. like predictable formulaic Marvel movie ever. <laughs> Nothing. It was just, it was just images flying around on a screen. There was like, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that, it wasn't bad, but it was, no, just, it wasn't bad. Yeah. It wasn't un- unoffensive. Uh, yep. but, you know, it was just, hmm, yeah. Man. How about, did you see Chang Chi? Uh, I did. And, uh, same. It was kind of like, a little bit better, but um, I think it was above Black Widow, but also pretty formulaic, pretty pretty much. And then Eternals, you did not see, you said. 
Yeah, I, you know, it's like it's like Eternals and Matrix were the two movies that I was really, really excited for this year. Dune as well. When Dune came out, there were, we were in lockdown, and by the time I went to go see, it was finally out. It was out of the theaters, uh, uh, and I and Matrix, I, I, you know, it's it's kind of the disappointment <laughs> factor. I've been disappointed enough with like just thinking about Star Wars yeah. and some of these other things. Well, I, I just watched Matrix, and it came out last week as we're recording this, and I, I told you before the show about a six out of ten. It, it was it has moments. It has some interesting concepts introduced. I don't want to give spoilers. A lot of callbacks to the original, um, too many in my opinion, and some of the casting decisions are a bit questionable. Um, I won't go any further than that to avoid spoilers. And uh, the other, a couple of the other ones though, like I saw the new Ghostbusters movie, which I think was like two thirds really good, and mm-hmm. um, and then it got a little bit too trapped in its own like safe formulaic model, and it kind of was victim to that. And and then. Um, like there was what else was this year we saw venom 2 my son loves venom 2 he's too young to be watching it but he's still watching it (laughs) he loves it obsessed with venom and venom 2 and carnage and then uh our mortal Kombat. mortal Kombat, one of the first big hbo releases it was considered a success absolutely horrible absolutely horrendous of a movie yeah i i I think uh, i've stepped in things better than than that (laughs) seems so i yeah that's about i mean those are the ones i remember i'm sure i saw a bunch of other ones but those are the big ones but yeah what do you got for tv there well tv uh the the there was a actually a number of things that really i thought was fantastic um uh nine perfect strangers uh with uh with nicole kidman about uh and, and michael shannon uh about a uh a group of people that come together to this wellness retreat and uh they're supposed to like do meditations and they start all having these trippy experiences and it turns out that she's microdosing them with lsd and uh and mushrooms and uh they start having these like big crazy like mind altering hallucinations it's it 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 was very well done uh, i think aaron sorkin uh even really? was behind it i've not i've not yeah. heard of this one either where, where did you find this one this is on prime and uh yeah yeah and it's it's uh it, it's uh really really great i mean I, Wait, it's, I a, it's a tv show you said too so it's multiple, how many episodes are we talking here how much investment of time uh i think it's uh like eight eight to ten episodes um and i think it's oh, on hulu in the states it was on prime here uh because they don't have uh they don't have hulu Okay. Here, but they so a lot of that stuff uh it's oh it's david e kelly sorry david e kelly who uh uh did um uh, uh ali mcbeal i think yeah okay i was trying to remember what he yeah. did I, I remember that name i couldn't remember yeah. what he did. Yeah, ali mcbeal i didn't really watch but you know david e kelly so, that name stuck yeah so so that 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 was uh maybe it's on prime anyway it's it it's it, it was really well done and uh iris and i we want to open up a uh, psychedelic wellness center at some point so uh i think that's the model that's the model you the model. don't tell yeah. people you don't tell people you're microdosing them you just microdose just microdose them and <laughs> then and then you get sued uh but then <laughs> so and that that was what, you know, maybe you do maybe you don't you just you just hope that the microdosing changes their perspective on things and they don't sue you that's all <laughs> uh brand new cherry flavor on uh, netflix was very weird and very sounds cool. like a pepsi or a coke 
it, it's a it's a horror uh, like a body horror like this weird like body horror type show uh recommended very highly uh but probably the best absolute best things that i've seen this year uh are in in this order i like the new uh i like the new rick and morty uh season mm. which i thought was very funny probably one of the best ones yet so a uh, big rick and morty fan uh, I loved Dope Sick with uh, Michael Keaton. That was uh, uh, that was really awesome. Uh, was that from this about, year? I, I remember hearing about yeah, that, but was that this just year? came oh, out? Okay. I, I, well, everybody's got to see it. It's basically about how Purdue Pharma game the system to put this really highly addictive drug uh, onto uh, uh, onto the market, and not only did they destroy communities, but they the the way that they bribed people and uh, paid people off and gave people jobs in the FDA and even like hired Rudy Giuliani to represent them. It's, it's, it, it's, it, it's when you easy, watch man, this, easy. We love big pharma now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got, you got to, you got to see, you got to see like everyone. I highly recommend dope sick. Probably one of the best things I've seen all year, uh, hands down. Uh, and then runners up Lupin, which was really great. French, uh, crime drama uh the guy uh, yeah the lead the lead guy this uh he's he's really this charismatic good-looking guy uh it's uh that's iris's freebie if she ever you know her hall pass oh the, okay that's her guy the guy from Got lupin it. yeah that and uh idris elba uh and uh midnight mass was really good uh but the uh the two things that i i really loved uh the most was uh centaur world which is to me this generation's yellow submarine. It is a, it is. Wait, centaurs are half man, half horse, or half. Yeah. What is the? Yeah. Explain the centaur to me. Centaur. So, so, so the the show is about. It starts off almost as like this anime where this, uh, w- w- this young girl's riding this horse and fighting these uh these demon creatures that are destroying her village, and uh and she has this magic key that's supposed to she's supposed to bring to the general to open up the portal and stop the war. And uh, her horse is uh, uh, grabs the key and falls into this portal. And she ends up in this weird, like candy coated world. That's completely different. Like the, the animation style is completely different. And, like a typical uh, Saturday. Yeah. But, but the, but the, <laughs> but the show is, is trippy as fuck. It's so like the show is so, out there uh and my kid uh and i we loved it we wanted that show we, about we, a centaur going into a magical world is trippy really and it's a musical and it's a musical oh, and a, okay. uh, well, yeah uh, on top of that uh but i i i cannot recommend this show enough it is so <laughs> it's so weird and so, like there are moments in there where i'm like what is this even is it even a kid show is it like i don't even what am I know watching <laughs> yeah, it's it it, it it's it, I I hope more stoners uh discover this thing because it's uh it, it's quite amazing. But I, I, I recently think, uh I recently discovered the that South Park released like made for TV movies uh over yeah. the last few months. Yeah. So there was uh there was the South Park post COVID, and then there's South Park post COVID the return of COVID. So it's a part did, one uh, and a part two. <laughs> did you see them? Are they good? I did. I did. I watched them. They're on. Uh, they're on Paramount Plus, uh, and I I got they have a free you can get a free month of Paramount Plus, or you can just go to Torrent or whatever too. I'm sure, but uh, you can get so you, you, have, you have to put a card down, but you can get an entire free month, and you can watch uh, you know Paramount Plus. We watched Clifford the movie also because I was on Paramount oh. Plus directly. 
that was for me, not for Jacob, not my three year old. That's for me. I needed to watch Clifford. And, uh, <laughs> and then, but the, the South Park movies are really good. I mean, they're, they're completely not for kids. So, uh, but they're, I, I found them to be really funny and they, they were still, they were pretty on point. And you see like versions of these characters from the, um, from the future where they're all, where they're grown adults. And it's basically like, Trey, you can just see that Trey Parker like wrote himself as Stan and Matt Stone is Kyle. And it's, it's so funny. You can just see that this is like their current versions of themselves. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's good. It's good. I, uh, I will, I will definitely uh, check it out. Well, the, 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 the one show that I feel was one of the best of the year was the one that, uh, that you and I both saw uh, invincible with. Yes. Uh, so good. So I'd never, good. I'd never heard of Invincible, the comic. Um, I guess it was an, I think it was Image Comics, which I remember like they, they made Spawn and a bunch, there were a bunch of, I remember when Image was like in their heyday, I was collecting yeah. comics. So I knew about a lot of the big titles they had back then. Uh, but I, like I missed Invincible for some reason, but I, I just stumbled across this show on Amazon. It just, you know, I think it was recommended on the main menu of my Amazon Fire Stick. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. It's amazing. It is so well done. It's so good. So yeah. entertaining super uh it's violent but it's 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 just so like the plot is incredible um i it it was just one of those things that was like a really the most pleasant um unsuspecting surpri- surprise of the year for me was that yeah. show yeah it, it's incredibly well written well crafted uh you know and superhero content is getting a little stale the boys on uh, amazon prime is one of the uh few exceptions to that which uh, if you haven't seen the boys, it's uh, it, it it didn't make my list because there's not a new season this year. But uh, the boys is so good. It is so so good. I still have uh, not seen that, so I need that. I oh didn't see that. Um, but again, I I did. Invincible was yeah, it was its own thing. It was totally different. Loved it. And and uh, yeah, so if you if you get a chance to to see that, uh, definitely. And then uh, other kind of strange thing is I decided to start gaming again, which I yeah for many many About years time. because you know crypto I, I gaming. The, Come on, you're, you're playing the crypto yeah, game. Well, right? I, I do, yeah, I don't I don't have the the patience to sit through like learning crypto and being glued to my screen doing that. But I <laughs> uh, I blame Epic Games because Epic Games gives out a new game every Thursday. And uh, yeah, yeah, so I've amassed quite a collection because like you, uh, you were telling me earlier that you were amassing audiobooks and not listening to them. Uh, I was amassing video games. Uh, So I, I, uh, I, I got into this one game called Control, which was really, really, really good. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And I, I just spent a lot, probably too much time playing that. And then kind uh, of a meta title. So I mean, game called Control. That, you're that controls my with. brain because I'm obsessed yeah, with. I like it. I like uh, it. But the but I, I loved it because it was a, it was it was a cross between like a science fiction movie, a David Lynch film, and uh and and just just it like felt like real life. Movie. That's something like real life. It felt it felt like weird, real life. <laughs> it felt it like very, 2021. Yeah. No, right the there. whole thing is kind of a hallucination. It's it's uh, <laughs> it, it, it was a really great uh, game. And then the, yeah, the let me say, game, if anyone has not know who David Lynch is, go look him up and check out some of that guy's movies. They are they are interesting to say the least. Um, this is the guy behind what, what are the big ones? Mahal and Drive, Mahal and Drive. Drive. He made Blue Velvet. Um, Blue Velvet, Velvet Heart. The big one. And, and the original course, Dune. Uh, the original yeah. Dune. Uh, we don't talk about that. Yeah, that one is a, a stain. <laughs> but uh, 
but the but the but the other game I really got into was uh, No Man's Sky, which is a space exploration game where you start off on a planet and you have to fix your spaceship. And uh, it's this open world game. They basically have like a billion different solar systems that you can go to and discover planets. And then you can run into other players. And sometimes you're flying along and you find like an abandoned space freighter. Then you go on it and it's like all destroyed and you're walking through it and you have to find like ancient technology. It's, it's, it's just pure open world incredibly fun uh because it really feeds into this uh this this thing i had since i was a little kid of wanting to explore the stars you know and so it gives you that feeling of getting into a spaceship and just like going to other planets and discovering like new species and yeah yeah, it's 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 very cool um open world games are interesting i mean i was playing on i have nintendo switch because that's just mm -hmm. what i have but i was playing an open world casino game and I found myself more interested in walking around and harassing players by dancing in front of them or waving at them than playing the games. Were they actual <laughs> players, like like real, like other, yeah, other, other real people. players? Yeah, it's oh, like wow. a, it really is like an open world. I mean, there's like probably 50 people there. You know, it's not like a, it's not that massive of a world, but it's it's pretty entertaining. I found myself oh. more entertained by messing with people than by actually playing the actual game so <laughs> well well the the one thing and, and going back to the matrix you know they released this uh small video game for the matrix with the unreal engine 5 which i've been looking into a lot now one of the big innovations of the year that i feel is is worth noting is uh the uh, the Unreal Engine, because if you've been watching any of the Disney shows, what they are no longer doing is shooting in front of a green screen and adding the effects later while the actors act like there's a giant invisible, you know, squid monster chasing them. Uh, what, they're, what, what they do now is they build part of the set and then they have these screens that they sh- that they project like these high definition images uh, behind the actors. So the actors can actually see the effects and the uh, the 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 background imagery is run with a video game engine called Unreal Five, which mm-hmm. is free, right? And and so the Matrix released an uh, like a small open world game, which was like their first the first like Unreal Engine Five. If you you can find it online, uh, and I feel like we are we have finally crossed this threshold where the the imagery is so good and so realistic. You can like, especially with people, you can still tell that they're not real people, but the yep. backgrounds, they're like photographic oh, yeah. and it's insane. And so, so as I'm writing my book, I'm also thinking no longer like, oh, this could be a movie or this could be a TV show, but how can I turn this into a video game? Right. But Cause the, that's where the people are. Is. The people are getting there. I mean, they're getting better and better. Like yeah. the uncanny Valley is still a thing, but it is, they are getting there. And now, but I, I have, I still have not. I've never put an Oculus on my head. I've never put a, I haven't put any of the new, not since like 1995 when they had like $5 for five minutes of VR. Yeah. Um, have I put on a VR helmet? But I, I, and the reason is because everything I've seen online, the graphics are terrible. It looks, it looks, it looks horrible. It still looks horrible to me. The VR, I don't, maybe, maybe they've improved. I haven't looked at it recently, but until they get like these graphics in the VR world, that's when things get crazy and that's well, I mean, it's, here. Why people, yeah. it's here okay maybe it's here now i have i haven't been paying attention this year that much on that yeah because um, uh unreal uh which is uh, uh run by epic games they have their yeah. own vr set now and uh so you can take this like photorealistic uh video game system 
and play it in VR. And, and, uh, but you know, as I've always said, until I could have sex with the non-playing characters, uh, it doesn't mean anything to me. At least two, uh, crypto tokens are building games on the, or have active games on the unreal engine. Um, one of them is called cryo war that one I, I had some tokens in, but I, I don't know. I haven't played it. I haven't not even played it yet. Um, and then there's, I think there was another one I was reading about that it was built on the Unreal Engine, but it's just open source, though, right? It's not like that doesn't mean anything in terms of backing from Epic Games. I don't believe. No, well, what it is is you can build anything you want with the game engine, but if you sell yeah. it, then they get their cut of it. Okay, but, so they're gonna get uh, cut. Yeah, yeah, okay. but it, but it's it, it's it's honestly it, like the the graphics engine is so good and so photorealistic, and that's one of the things that I started drawing me into video games too because. Uh, as I started playing them, I realized like here you can have a story that's as good as any movie or any TV show, yet it's interactive and the graphics now are so good that you uh, you can't even believe it. And 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 the other innovations that that I found, which are also really amazing, is now if you can't afford like a really high end computer, you can actually go to NVIDIA. Uh, website they have a thing called Nvidia Now, and you can run your games on their computers with their high-end graphics card and virtually. stream it. Yeah, virtually to your A virtualization computer. is the concept. Yeah, yeah. So you could stream it to anything. You could stream it to your phone. You can stream it to your uh, iPad. I think. I think like and and that was kind of a big eye-opening thing for me as well. Realizing well, that like we don't need to buy computers anymore. Like we can people just, are taking that idea to crypto mining right now. Yeah. So which, that's that's a big thing right now is people are taking that idea right you're there to crypto mining where they're able to mine using other people's giant. I mean, they're basically leasing other people's machines um, and running it without having to own the gigantic software that's required to support that kind of a mechanism. Yeah. So I, I really see the the future of of uh, computing being more that we all just have terminals and. Uh, we don't buy like desktop systems or laptops anymore. There's no point in doing that. Yeah. And I can have like a quantum computer streaming uh, content to me. Yeah. Well, this concept of virtualization was like, I, it was introduced to me a few years ago. And I'm like, I didn't understand. Again, there's like, a lot of these things I just don't get. I mean, it takes, it takes, I'm just like, I don't have that. You, you have a better like foresight into the future of like where stuff is going, I think, than I do when I see things. <laughs> like, I, I get introduced to a lot of these like ideas that become big later on. I just don't, I just don't see it right away. But like virtualization, I saw and there, people were showing me like virtual machines that were like replicating like old PCs. And it was like a way of like you could go do whatever you wanted and you didn't have to risk getting a virus and stuff like that, too, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but it, it was I didn't I didn't quite understand like where that could what that meant. And now I'm starting to see like, wow, OK, so you could take like your crappy old computer and basically turn it into this massive uh, system that could do <laughs> like anything yeah so. well it, not only that i because uh, they don't have this yet unfortunately but i can see it happening like i have the the adobe creative suite and when i mm -hmm. uh, make something uh, a video or something sometimes the rendering can take an hour or longer oh, depending yeah, on how yeah. many effects are, are there if i sure. just want to like see how something flows i got to render it out and if i could if i could outsource the rendering part of it to a supercomputer, I have to, you know, I have to figure You'll out how to upload it, them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, the the thought of running like high end editing software remotely, I could just log into someone's crappy computer and edit my project. Uh, yeah, that and that's how I feel like with a lot of my laptops too. Like I buy a laptop, and I, I feel like I I need you know pretty basic functionality for ninety percent of stuff. But then if I want to run video editing or um, I want to run editing software, I have to get like 32 gigs of ram to feel like really comfortable or, right. or at least 16 
uh, and that gets and that gets much more expensive and have a and run a higher video card and things like that. But if that could be if you could just run more basic software and just outsource the video card, outsource the um, the the RAM to someone else's computer, that would that make things a lot easier. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I I see that coming down the pike now, and I think that we're on the cusp of like this major computer revolution. And, yeah, I didn't uh, even think about like quantum computing because I know I mean, those are so limited. There's only like so many that exist in the world. But if you could tap into that, I mean, not that they're going to let us tap into that anytime soon, but that I mean, that has limitless potential. And imagine yeah. how much crypto you could mine. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that uh and then but but as far as like the biggest uh biggest uh, science breakthrough of the entire year in fact of the entire decade in my opinion happened just a few days ago and that was the launching of the james webb telescope which Mm. i think is so exciting and for those of you who don't know the james webb telescope is the new it's going to basically replace the hubble but it, but the James Webb Telescope is to the Hubble what the what the uh, the iPhone one was to the the new iPhone that just came out. The, it is it is it, it has all these cameras on it that are going to be able to see not only to the end of the universe but we'll be able to see kind of the chemical composition of planets mm-hmm. uh, orbiting uh, stars. So we'll be able to get an idea of if if any of these have life on them or if they're even able to. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Maybe there's lights on some of these planets, which means there's there's maybe life on them. So it, it it like I think I think that that's really amazing. It it launched the other day. It's got a six month journey out. It's going to be uh, out in the farthest parts of of our solar system. Not the farthest parts, but it's, I think it's even past the moon. I'm not sure uh, how far out it is. But it's going to take six months to get there. And if anything goes wrong with it, we can't repair it because it's too far out. Yep. And and uh, but the images should start coming. Can we just send Bruce Willis or something? Uh, maybe. Uh, no, he, no, he flies out with nukes. Never mind. He he blows stuff up in space. He doesn't fix it. That's right. I I would love to send him out there just so he stops making <laughs> terrible movies. Maybe we could send Matt Damon. He's the one in the Martian. He was he handled that pretty well. So we could send him. Or as uh, <laughs> or as he was called in Team America, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> So, uh, uh, anyways, no, wait, it was Starlink. Starlink. I, I pre-ordered my Starlink in February oh, 2021, and yeah. it uh, and it was to be released. Uh, yeah, I pre-ordered my Starlink February 2021 for a summer 2021 release, and uh, and it's almost shipped. I got a notification that's going to ship um, by January 6th, 2022. So my really? my summer 2021 release is is almost here. It's almost being shipped. Maybe but we'll see. See what happens. Isn't, isn't like uh, like cable faster? Starlink? I um I've right now uh, my understanding is that cable is equivalent or faster. Starlink has capabilities that are not fully initiated yet. Um, so I, I think I'm probably too soon on Starlink to really get mm. a cool benefit. But um, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be one of these beta testers. You know, I'm gonna uh, so it's supposed to be it should be arriving mid January. It's shipping by the uh, by the sixth. Who knows? And that that's if they actually stay true to their word this time uh remember because i told you the 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 um i i pre-ordered for a summer 2021 release and it's <laughs> it's coming sometime so, in mid-january 2022 so uh wrapping up uh our our top things of uh 2021 uh, one of the the things that uh i uh i loved this year was uh iris and i started a podcast so 
Uh, it's called the AIA podcast, A-I-I-A, which stands for Andros Iris Iris Andros. So uh, we did our first two episodes, and we're going to record another one this week. So we're 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 starting a podcast, uh, but also you and I, uh, since the marketing geeks, we love the marketing geeks, but we also feel we're growing and we want to do something else interesting. We have another project that we're looking at starting. Yeah. Yeah, what we're, is it? We're, well, you, I'll let you introduce the project because oh, okay. you're, the, you're the creative one behind it. But I mean, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And we are my intention is to keep the marketing geeks uh, running at a um, probably at a, like a one to twice once to twice a month going forward is kind of like the, the thought yeah. process. And there's still uh, news that, that we want to cover. And, you know, we're still both in marketing. We still want to. Uh, talk about tips and tricks, things that we've discovered. I mean, and it's going to be, yeah, we're going to be covering marketing news, some marketing innovations, and then a lot of what we also cover is just because this is whatever, you know, we just like to talk. But and, and again, <laughs> it's, it's mostly we're doing this for ourselves because we're buddies and we, we you know, we're, we're halfway across. The and and if, you, if you get anything out of it, then more power to you. <laughs> My mom's we, uh, a big fan of the show, by the way. My mom really? has become a... She's become an avid listener, so she's really. She's gone really? back. I think she's listened to every episode or something. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like all of them. Oh god. Oh god. Now she knows you do psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom. So uh, uh, the uh, the 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 show that we're planning on doing, uh, we're thinking about uh, conspiracy theories, but but not the conspiracy th- like like oh my god, here's another rabbit hole, but. But you know, one thing that I've noticed, I've, I've, uh, as the, as the, uh, uh, I, I've, I've seen these conspiracy theories come and go. And uh, you know, back in the day, a conspiracy theory was the guy in the van with stuff point, painted all over it, mm-hmm. handing out flyers on the corner. And uh, you know, every once in a while, maybe you see some doe-eyed kid who'd hand out flyers with him, and that was it. Or, the one crazy the guy in town, or the schizophrenic homeless guy on the street. Yeah, and and now Facebook has uh, made that uh, schizophrenia an equal opportunity mm-hmm. uh, destroyer of uh, mental wellness. So what what I'd like to do is I'd like to not only spend time looking at the latest conspiracy theories and where they started, but looking at some of the bigger ones that are pervasive, like George Soros, for instance, or Bilderberg, and really like like talk about not the history of the conspiracy, but the history of how they started, because you can actually track some of these back uh, yeah, to quite a quite a long ways. Yeah, exactly. In fact, uh, and, and, and generally speaking, there are nuggets of truth in every conspiracy, which makes them appealing, which makes them sustain mm-hmm. themselves. Uh, so there's nuggets of, of, of things in there. And then, and then over time, they, you know, like a game of telephone back in the, that doesn't exist anymore, but in the eighties and nineties, whatever, before then things change, things evolve and they get, they take a life of their own and who knows what comes out of it after that. Yeah. Well, uh, I remember it's... seeing George Soros for the first, I mean, I've heard all these stories about George Soros from online and whatnot. I finally saw an interview with him and he reminded me more of like Derek Zoolander than anything else. Than yeah. <laughs> but, but, but the thing is, is that you can actually track back exactly to where these conspiracies started and, and how they started. Like, like the whole Seth Rich conspiracy, which was this, you know, intern that was working with Hillary Clinton. There's a really great podcast called Conspiracy Land that kind of tracks it uh, and goes back to the early days of like where this actually started and the first people to actually talk about it and where they got their information. And so if you if if you go back and actually track the 
information of where the conspiracy theory started, it's really fascinating to find out who was pushing it, why it was pushed, uh, the reason that these particular conspiracy theories uh, took off. So I, I, I think it would be fascinating to, from more of a journalistic standpoint to show, okay, here's the conspiracy theory, but let's see who started this and whose agenda it fits into, why it would work for them to push it along, right? So, because uh, believe me, there's no shortage of these things. It's, you know, it goes yeah, all the way back. Yeah. And interestingly enough, it, you can track even the Illuminati back to a certain science fiction writer that was friends with my father. <laughs> and uh, they all hung out together. And there was this, uh, there was this whole thing they did uh, where they started this conspiracy theory about the Illuminati and it just kind of took off. And, well, and, and, and again, there, and there have been secret societies over the years, like those things have been confirmed there are and there are con conspiracy facts that exist like with the CIA declassification of things like MK Ultra or um or some of their other strange uh strange happenings so i mean there 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 is a crossover of truth and fiction and all You don't of even this. need to go that far I, i'm telling you watch the show, the the show dope sick and and it shows the conspiracy and it's like yeah. it's right there it's not it's not like some crazy shadowy thing it's like people got paid off for no, I mean, certain things to happen and um there's monsanto it, it, there's conspiracies like back with them and like all i mean so many this is what a lot of them me. are just they're not really conspiracies they're just like political corruption corruption that, that explains yeah. a lot of this it's just political corruption and that's um, that's the thing yeah. that drives me crazy because people are like digging for like the deep state conspiracy and it's like you don't need to go that far man i mean there are so many conspiracies that are pretty much well known and nobody's angry about them it's like what you know so uh but but i i'd I mean, also the like the cia to, giving drugs to people unknowingly and like trying to control and actually legitimately trying to control their minds is public knowledge now and rarely mentioned rarely talked about rarely cared about but it's kind of a, yeah. it's kind of interesting <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure although it, what, what is interesting is uh like i have some friends uh in the black community who won't take the vaccine because they don't trust the government because of the tuskegee experiments that happened which i totally yeah. get i totally understand that but but i and i i, I mean and, this and i mean you've been, and trust issues with big pharma i mean it's not like big pharma has been like this upstanding voice in our society <laughs> so i mean no yeah no so so anyway uh yeah we we're, we want to cover some of this stuff but we're still putting that together but uh the tentative title is uh down the rabbit hole yeah. so we uh oh, we yeah. take you down the rabbit hole and deconstruct it and that is uh you know that is the plan uh hopefully it it, it happens in 2022 i think it will <laughs> but uh but listen to our other podcast uh iris and i uh the a the aya podcast a i i a and uh, and what about you, Andros, man? Iris, Iris, Andros. That's it. That's it. And uh, what about you? What What are your plans for 2022? Nothing. This is it. This is it right here. My plans for 2020. My plans for 2022 for real though are a high emphasis on on continuing to evolve in the in the crypto creator economy, Web three, blah 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 space NFTs. I, I really want to find a way to make that work um, in my business. And to make that a central a central point, and so that's that's my focus. If I could figure that out, uh, I, I know when we do these marketing geek episodes, we can uh, document the journey. So, I am excited to hear all about it, man. Because uh, <laughs> if anyone can get rich on uh, crazy uh, get rich quick schemes, I know it's you. Thank you. I mean, I did make thirty thousand dollars on GameStop this year. So, ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> like legit? Like you made that legit. much money? Yeah, on, on GameStop. What? On the meme, on meme trade, the one that finally worked. That was the only one that I've ever had that really worked. How come you didn't get on a plane and come visit me, motherfucker? Because the world is weird right now. And <laughs> the, world, the world is definitely weird. And guess what? It's going to get a little bit weirder. And but, now you're uh, locked down again, right? I'm, as as I know. I'm, yeah. I'm again in lockdown, but luckily I have a, an awesome office and a, uh, and a beautiful wife. And uh, I love my life. So I can't complain, man. Actually, if I'm going to be locked down, I'm in the best place to do it. <laughs> so uh, it's all good. But uh, all right, buddy. So with that, uh, I think that our our 2021 best of wrap up is. Uh, I'm oh wait, wait. wait I just got to say before before we completely finish. I, I. What are your thoughts about Avatar two and and its and its chances of being competitive in the all-time box office grosses or or being relevant in society or uh, what are your thoughts on avatar 2 because that's the only thing i want to talk about for 2022 because it's the biggest event in the history of our world i think i think that if if it's not <laughs> if it's not like something that when i watch i like my jaw is is like open the whole time and i'm 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 like drooling uh onto my popcorn because it's so good then uh then i i think it's going to be like meh meh because you know let us not forget that james cameron also uh has been busy producing over the past few years he produced uh, let us all no, no let us forget that yeah so so after <laughs> alita battle angel and the last terminator which he co-produced he put his he, name I think on he helped thing. he helped or he approved I the script on that with, one yeah he came up with he, he like helped with the I think story. He, wrote, he wrote the outline i believe he wrote the outline of the script is what he did but uh I'm yeah not, and, and not impressed and, by that one yeah and unless he was like scribbling it with his left hand while he was like i mean you know, be fine except that wife. he had 30 years to write it that would otherwise it'd be fine <laughs> yeah so i'm i uh i don't have a lot of hope for any 30, the big 30 years the, and four failed sequels or three failed sequels <laughs> the things that i'm looking forward to in 2022 are like the umbrella academy which was also really amazing i haven't seen uh, season two yet i still haven't seen season two. Oh yeah umbrella academy is great so that was Ozark. good season two is good still uh yeah it was it was, okay. it was even better yeah and how about uh, westworld have you seen season three or uh, three I, saw four, se- I, believe. I, I saw half of season three it kind of uh, didn't didn't keep me engaged okay, uh, i saw season it, two and that one lost me a it started it killed my i was so into season one i loved it and season two yeah. was like pretty good not great not as good not as good and then i just didn't have the i just didn't have the curiosity to see season three yet they they could have lost easily two or three episodes a season and been it would have been a lot better two and three probably yeah yeah and uh so i'm 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 looking forward to uh so i don't care about that as much but i am looking forward to uh seeing uh ozark on uh and uh Mm. and the new handmaid's tale which has been consistently great what about twilight Uh, batman twilight batman the robert pattinson in the role the batman uh it could go either way there's been it looks really dark and i think i I did read somewhere that he's taking inspiration from seven like because the the whole concept they have like i guess the riddler is the villain but he's like a cross between like the zodiac killer and the jigsaw killer and he's using like ciphers so he's like his riddles are like ciphers now instead of riddles 
So, I mean, it looks really dark. I, I think it, it could, if it flops, it's going to be a huge black stain on the studio because of uh, it, it's going to alienate kids like completely. I mean, yeah. And Robert Patterson looks totally emo. He looks like the emo. Like, no, it looks, yeah. It's a weird know. look for the Bruce Wayne looks emo. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think that uh, that the entire uh, year of 2022 will be about as big of a disappointment as 2021 was. It's a good chance of that. I'd say it's a good chance. Another blank void. Uh, You know, maybe I'll get to go to Burning Man. I got to go to Burning Man, and that was a weird experience. I forgot about that. Yeah. Strange experience. So real quick, how different different was Burning Man in the age of COVID? Because you didn't go in 2020, but you went this year. Yeah, it wasn't real Burning Man. It was it was a renegade Burning Man because the event was officially not held. Yeah. So it was right. it yeah. was people just showed unofficial. up in the desert. Unofficial, yeah, unofficial. And they weren't nobody was allowed to build anything. So uh, it was like Burning Man that I bought off of Wish. So it's like you know, it like no building anything, no drugs. You just come. Oh here no, there was desert. plenty of drugs. I, I there was know. lots and okay. lots of, of lots of drugs. Were. Of course they were. But uh, but <laughs> it, it was more it it was more just like people you know like. I don't like, yeah, I just, I just feel like it's, uh, that's another, yeah, I don't know what Burning Man's going to do, but, uh, you know, we shall see, but, uh, we shall see the future is unwritten. Um, but Andres already knows most of it. So I do, I do. And I can't (laughs) tell you any of it because if I told you what's really about to happen, you guys would just like, you know, we'll tune into the conspiracy theory to find out. Down the rabbit hole, down the rabbit hole. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. If you've heard it this far, man, I commend you. But uh, we, uh, and if you, uh, we'd love to hear what you, uh, what you think. So you can always uh, go to the Marketing Geeks uh, page on LinkedIn and uh, leave us a message. Let us know if you uh, think we suck or. Or on Facebook, or on Facebook. Yep. Facebook's not even a company anymore. It's meta. Yeah. Just a brand. uh, you know, the, the company that uh, shall not be named. But uh, <laughs> so with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. I'm Andro Sturgeon. And I'm Justin Womack. We are still the Marketing Geeks. Stay classy. Marketing Geeks, come on, bring your friends. We'll learn marketing from distant lands. Andro Sturgeon and Justin Womack, the fun will never end. It's Marketing Geeks. Marketing Geeks.